clap. How's it going, everyone? My name is Hayden McNamee. As you may know, this is 20 Minutes or Less, episode something. I've lost track at this point. I am joined here today with James Mullinger. How are you today, James? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be chatting with you, Hayden. Thank you very much. Now, James, you are sort of... Uh, uh, not sort of. You are a celebrity in uh, in New Brunswick. Wow. You've sort of paved uh, the way for a new age. Not a, not a new age, but the way of comedy in New Brunswick. You've sold out Harbor Station. You have done all of these all these things. Even played at some of the smaller clubs and stuff. You've shown people the 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 beauty of New Brunswick in in the way in the best way of describing it, which is laughter. So having you on and being a big fan of yours. Uh, I would just like to ask. So, sorry, I totally lost the I totally lost the question. But I would just like to ask. Uh, first off, what is your favorite place in New Brunswick? If you could like pinpoint one specific place that you love going to. That's an excellent question, and uh, credit to you. It's a question I have not been asked before, and I often get asked the same. I often get asked the same thing. So that's uh, nice. I guess the the honest answer would be that that it kind of. I think I have lots of different favorite places within New Brunswick uh, for different things. So I have places that are the best places to go out to eat, the best places to go for a summer vacation, the best place for a winter vacation. I mean, obviously, my heart is in St. John. You know, this is where, um, you know, I moved to the St. John area. I live just outside St. John in Rothsay. I spend, you know, most of my time in St. John. In normal times, I will perform in St. John more than probably anyone else performs in their own city, wherever they live in the world. I mean, I think when I lived in London, uh, I probably, I well, almost certainly performed in other parts of the UK far more than I ever performed in London. Um, so uh, for me, it's definitely St. John for all of the reasons that I think it kind of has the best of everything here, you know, in terms of obviously, I mean, New Brunswick is full of great people and friendly people. Uh, but the thing I love so much about St. John is is just the combination of having, you know, world class restaurants, uh, incredible performing arts venues, um, incredible audiences, which is why I mean, this that's the reason that I perform here so often. It's not just because I'm lazy and I live uh, a 10 minute drive away. It is because it's for the same reason that, that, that comedians and musicians and and performers of, of, of all genres uh, like to travel here. It's because uh, the audiences are absolutely incredible here. Um, and then it, it's all of the little things that I think that possibly people that have grown up here don't appreciate as much, like the fact that it still blows my mind that, you know, you have this incredible kind of in normal times. I, I'll stop saying in normal times. It's funny how <laughs> in, in, in the era of COVID, it's like we have to constantly kind of add a caveat to everything. But um <laughs> You know, in normal times, we have this incredibly buzzy uh, uptown city. And then minutes away, we have this kind of beautiful park that was designed by the, the same architects that designed New York Central Park. And it's it's little things like that that blow my mind. And they I, I see them blow the mind of, of, of friends of mine when they come and visit in normal times. Yeah, in, in normal times. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I, I really feel like... So uh, people really do look over the little things of uh, many things in St. John, especially uh, one of the most beautiful places that I can think of in St. John itself is the city market. That's beautiful. Yeah. The architecture in there is absolutely beautiful. The amount of community that you can actually feel in there, people locally shopping, uh, it's it's community. It's community at its finest. And that, that's oh, what I, I think. 
Now, oh, I completely agree. I mean, and also, the, I mean, it's worth mentioning on the city market is that that has stayed. You know, obviously, it's not obviously not as, as busy as it is in normal times. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that you make a very good point that it is the local, it's the community that shop there, it, and they shop there because it is the best place to buy fish and the best place to buy world class coffee or sandwiches or whatever it is that you want. Um, but then for the rest of us in, in in normal times, what's amazing is seeing so many tourists in there enjoying what we all enjoy day to day. So exactly. yeah, I. I I second that, yeah. Exactly. Now, James, I've watched a lot of um, your your interviews, especially preparing for this one. I feel like, like, obviously you've been asked these questions before, but I would like to delve a little bit deeper into it. And uh, one thing that I would like to delve deep into, because I feel like a lot of interviewers with you uh, talk about a lot of the comedy as a main thing. You do a lot mm. more than comedy, and that's something that you're not just a comedian. You own a magazine, like... Edit, edit magazine. That's something that I think is so cool. And while I was Thank coming you. up with uh, something for, like, while I was writing down everything that I should talk about with you on this podcast, edit magazine came up, and I started thinking about it. And uh, I, I of course, have read a couple issues with the one with Maddie Matheson being absolutely awesome, oh, and crazy. and so many others. But I feel like. Uh, one of the reasons that edit got so popular so quickly is because it's not negative. That, that's something that you find a, a lot with other, uh, with other, um, I, I, media. Or, yeah, yeah. With other media yeah. and stuff and yeah. other magazines and stuff. It's always focused on this gossip and who's talking about what and who's talking about this, you know, with you and with edit, it's, a, it's a story around a person that isn't negative or there's there might be negative parts in it but it's mainly focused around what this person has done what they are doing what they're doing to get better and what they're giving back to their community that is something that people need to hear a lot more of i find and what this person is yeah. doing to uh, make themselves the best person that they can be or show off their art to the world, which is what so many other people want to do. So I feel like that edit is an essential part of uh, not just New Brunswick, but Canada. We need to hear it. Wow. That's really, really, really nice to hear. And, you, and, and honestly, that's music to my ears to hear you say that because... Um, Basically, what you've just uh, described is what we strive to achieve every day. So to hear it coming coming out of your mouth really does really does mean a lot to me. Um, and it was it was one of those projects which was essentially as all creative projects should be. It was just born out of wanting that thing to exist. It wasn't really born out of any kind of uh, strategic business opportunity because after all, who who in 2017 thinks I'll start a, a, a print magazine uh, in New Brunswick and, uh, and try and sell this thing nationally? Uh, that's not a that's not a business move. Just like moving to moving to New Brunswick to continue your comedy career is also not a business move. Um, but uh, I think it's nice to hear what resonates with you about it because, of course, I mean, the facts that we did it for those reasons, which is a reasons of passion. You know, we we wanted this magazine to exist. We wanted to read all of these incredible stories about people within the region. Um, and so we started the magazine and that was and for, the, for very similar reasons why you started this podcast, you know. Um, and it was really just that we were we moved here, had obviously experience working in magazines, but couldn't understand a why a magazine or indeed any publication existed celebrating Atlantic Canadians, uh, but also why the rest of Canada had no idea what was going on here 
and kind of likewise, a lot of people here didn't know what, what, what was happening. Um, and as you say, I mean, we, we definitely do try and be positive with it. What, one thing we've always been very adamant that we didn't want to do was kind of, we, we don't want to whitewash things. We don't want to uh, make uh, out that things are perfect, but we also don't see a, a, a point in stewing in negativity because there are lots of problems here. So when there, because there are problems here, we choose to invest a lot of our time and money and resources into uh, doing things that can actually help those things, whether it be fundraisers for food banks or fundraisers for domestic violence charities. The, 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 there's, there's no point complaining about it. Do something about it. And, and, and as you rightly say, I mean, all of the feature ideas uh, are basically stemmed from wanting to celebrate people that are trying to do great things for their community. So, uh, you know, similarly, I mean, an amazing hero of mine, Zeta Cobb, who, who founded Fogo Island Inn, you know, we featured Fogo Island in on the cover of our first issue. Now, we, we are, we're not featuring Fogo Island as a destination. I go there. Uh, no one I know can afford to go there. It's, it's, it's you know, it's uh, obsessive. Uh, it's, you know, and that's why the likes of Gwyneth Paltrow go there. The story of this incredible woman doing this amazing thing uh, to support this community, uh, these, these fishermen and, and artisans and, and, and all of these, you know, uh, food producers um, and create work on this island. That's what I find fascinating and, and inspiring. So it, it really means a lot to say that. Yeah. And uh, James, I've also, you've also given a lot back to the community in different ways. You've helped with charity events. You've helped with so many other things. But there's one thing in particular that I would like to talk about, and that would be uh, the minister. And you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes. about. Yeah. The Minister. Yes. The Minister is a short film that is, yeah. uh, I don't know if I have the best way of describing it because there's no way to describe The Minister. <laughs> it is so funny and it is, it is so like cliche, but that's the point of it, right? Like it's supposed to be satire. Uh Absolutely. I mean, my dad described it best. And, and I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen it, please, please go onto YouTube and search for the minister, um, Matt, uh, the minister, Matt Parks or the minister trailer. I'll put a link for it. And I'll, I'll put a link oh, for it. Genius. And basically, I can't take any credit for the genius of the minister. Um, Matt Parks, who is a, a very good friend of mine. He's someone I met uh, very early on after I moved here, and we bonded very quickly uh, due to our uh, shared love of VHS. Uh, collecting VHS videos has been a, a passion of mine since I was eight years old, and it's still a passion now at 42. Um, it's the thing that made me happiest at eight, and it's the thing that makes me happiest at 42. And so when Matt said that he wanted to create a kind of homage to kind of 90s VHS actioners, I was like, I'm all in. And I had no idea it was going to end up looking quite as brilliant as it did. Um, uh, my favorite movies growing up were trauma movies like uh, The Toxic Avenger and Class of Newcomb High and the ingeniously titled Nymphoid Barbarian in Dinosaur Hell. Um, and uh, Lloyd Kaufman, who is the director of Toxic Avenger and the founder of Troma, he, uh, we sent him the minister and he actually recorded a video intro for us for the St. John premiere of the minister. And I have to say, I've, I've, I've you know, been lucky enough through, through my career to work in different creative fields through um, from small magazines like, like my own, done out of my home, to big name magazines that I work for in England. I've worked on 
big budget movies and I've, I've worked on, on small movies, but The Minister was the most fun and it was the biggest kind of career highlight because that's all I've ever wanted. And my dad summed it up when I sent it to him and he said, I don't know whether it's whether to say it's better than a trauma film or worse than a trauma <laughs> film. I'm not sure which way the compliment goes. And I'm like, that's it. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly <laughs> what it's supposed to be. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun. And I, I, I love that's another thing that I love so much about this city is that, you know, it, it breeds innovation because there's it, nothing's being handed to us on a platter here. You can't come here and be a comedian or podcaster or filmmaker or, or creator or writer or actor or anything and come here, get an agent, sit back and wait for stuff to happen because it's not going to. We don't have that here. What we do have is is this incredible faction of passionate people who, who uh, love these things. And there is no better atmosphere than the atmosphere of, of being around people that are doing something for the love of it. That's why I, I'm, I'm so happy to be talking to you, Hayden, today. Uh, it's why I, I love working with Matt. Those, all of those things, when you go onto a film set where it's people who are all there for one reason, money, there's no fun in that. And there's no, there's no kind of spiritual, like, like it, 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 uh, there's nothing uplifting about that. It's uh, and so that experience was just was just a joy, and I'm sure any of the 50, 60, 70 people that were involved in making that would, would speak to that. And and I, I can't stop watching it. It's uh, as I say, I've I've worked on I've certainly worked on more polished, bigger productions, but the minister is the uh, is the career highlight for me. And 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 again, I mean, great for St John. Like people, it's it, it last just last weekend. It it came runner up at some big uh, independent film festival in America. And and again, I mean. All of these efforts that often get made to uh, put uh, the New Brunswick and indeed Maritimes, towns and cities on the world map, you know, really the arts is where government should be investing. You know, there's a reason why PEI is such a, a tourist hotspot and will be forever. It's because of a famous book that brings people from all over the world. You know, I'm not comparing the minister to Anne of Green Gables, just to be clear. <laughs> but, <laughs> But what I am saying is, is that you can highlight the greatness of a place through artistic mediums, even if it's um, a machine gun wielding fallen angel or uh, a, a beautiful freckled girl uh, from a small town on Prince Edward Island. It's, it's all just as important. It is all just as important. And uh, one other, uh, I, I actually saw you at this one and you definitely didn't know I existed. And this was like two years ago, I think it was the real it was uh it was at the st john art gallery uh it was the release of a book called lost city by ian mccachran yes now amazing book yeah ian mccachran is actually a family friend i actually yeah yeah i'm a photographer at heart as well and i i get it from my grandfather and my father and my grandfather is best friends with ian and my grandfather was also there at the book's release so i actually saw you there and i saw you shake ian's hand and yeah i'm a huge fan of his i lined up uh to get him and john larue's uh, autographs and uh and funny enough that year i bought about a dozen copies of ian's book to 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 gift to people my dad has one in england my in-laws have one here like it's just the most incredible celebration of this place but sorry i didn't mean to no no it's totally fine because i i love to hear it because ian's work that that is like such a creative thing to do because he's been doing photography for since he was in high school right so to take all those old photos and digitally remap them 
is yeah. amazing. Bring them back to life. And of course he has the map so you can see where like new or where some of these photos were taken and what yeah. the what it looked like at the time before Harbor Bridge, yeah. before all these different things. And so I when I actually saw you there, I was like I didn't like for some reason it, it's like that thing when you see for some reason, it was like that thing when you see a celebrity do a normal thing, and you're like, man, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a celebrity, though. And, and also, I mean, I'm, I am, I'm just a working comedian who, who loves living in this place. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. But, 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 um, but an important, I, I, guess it, well, I guess what you mean is it was out of context. It was, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah. But, um, but uh, I, I guess for, for my part, I, I guess for me, why it doesn't seem out of context is yeah. that you know any opportunity i get to go and do any of the amazing things that because this is you know as you know one of those things that frustrated me when i got here was people saying there's nothing to do here and and of course there's so much to do that i didn't even get to do a percentage of the things that i want to do in this city in normal times in normal times <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean i remember that that exhibition so well and i i walked around and looked at those pictures so many times and i mean they are incredible i mean they're incredible um, works of art, even if you don't e haven't even heard of St. John, like it's a beautiful book. But when you do know the city, it just adds a whole new element to it. And I know Goose Lane, um, uh, Goose Lane, who published that book, uh, did another book last year, which uh, I was was my kind of Christmas book last year that I gave to everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's a photographer in um, St. John called James Wilson. Mm -hmm. And he also did it. He did the book with um, uh, John Lewis again and with Goose Lane. And it's it portraits of uh, great St. John's and great New Brunswickers. And that, too, is is mind blowing. And this is what we're so lucky about here is, is a photographer like Ian. If Ian lived in, you know, New York or London, he would be as famous as as David Bailey and Richard Avedon, and same for J James Wilson. James Wilson is 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 like is up there with Lord Snowden, with, with, with David Bailey, but they choose to live in this place because they love this place. Yeah. And, and 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 again, it's what I love about creatives here is that none of us here are chasing, uh, uh, you know. We're not not chasing recognition. No, we're not chasing the. You know, we, we want we want to be able to do our work, mm -hmm. but we're not looking for praise or any of those things. And that's why I mean, those two photographers. I mean, Ian just is is without question one of the one of the greatest photographers ever. As as is James. And um and the fact that they 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 choose to be here is just a, a wonderful wonderful thing. It 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 is like but I, as someone that's like sat down with Ian and like had real mm. conversations and even had like dinner and stuff with him. Mm. He is uh, such a smart guy. He knows his way behind the camera, but it's not only just the camera. It's his mentality going into taking photos. It's his mentality, mm. not even being around a camera. It's everything, right? He knows mm. so much about cameras. He knows so much about life, right? He knows it, yeah. you can tell that's so much of what he's doing and how much he loves it. Right, like it's, and you can see the same in anyone that does anything creatively. Like I love this podcast, and you love doing comedy. You can see it yeah. when you're on stage <laughs> that you're just living the moment right there. We all have something that we love, and it's a matter of either finding it or keep fucking doing it. <laughs> it's exactly it, and 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 it's a huge part. Is it's it's not not letting the world dictate. Uh, whether or not the creative field. Like, I'll never forget when I was, maybe first of been 12, 13, 
it was shortly after El Mariachi had come out, or maybe after Desperado, but it was um, a, a documentary on BBC with Robert Rodriguez, and he was teaching uh, film students on how he made El Mariachi and how he's kind of gone on to become one of the you know, biggest Hollywood directors from initially making this kind of $15,000 film. <laughs> and he said the first thing he did... Uh, um, when he decided he wanted to be a filmmaker when he was 15 was made a business card saying Robert Rodriguez filmmaker and and it's that whole thing of like not taking no for an answer and we, and we don't have to because because of where we live we don't have to there isn't there isn't this traditional well-worn path for uh, writing or photography or comedy or filmmaking or podcasting we 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 literally i mean for, for to, to use a kind of new brunswick metaphor we are literally kind of creating this trail ourselves we are in the woods on the peninsula just carving away our own trail yeah. and and along that while we're doing that no one can say oh no no you're doing this wrong because there is no right or wrong here whereas if we were doing what we were doing anywhere else people would be and again i mean this is this is definitely why i felt like i didn't uh, come into my own as a performer and that's not to say that i mean as a, as a comedian you're never or indeed any creative you're never the finished product obviously and, and again i'm never happy with you know I, even after we finish a stand-up special i'm like i could have done that better could have done that better but i never felt comfortable in my own shoes on stage in london and i felt like part of that was a i wasn't happy and i and coming here made me happy that definitely made a difference but it was that having constant outside negative voices whether it be uh, agents or tv executives or media or people telling me uh you know oh we well, need to be more like this if you want to get this and you've got to change the way you do this so you're constantly second guessing yourself so when i came here and there was none of that. And I wasn't here to get a TV show or get a big break or get some press. Or do it. I was literally just here to go on stage and make people laugh. And hopefully they would enjoy it enough that they would want to come again and buy a ticket. That was that was my, my, my business model was very simple. And it's, it's always been that way. Um, it was the first time I kind of felt like I was actually comfortable on stage, happy on stage, because I wasn't trying to tick a load of industry boxes. I was I had one goal and still have one goal. Obviously, I mean, now it's in a lot of cases doing these gigs virtually, but but the but the whole the outcome doesn't change. I want on these virtual gigs when I'm looking at 100 little faces on Zoom. I have the same goal as I have when I'm in, you know, the St. John Theatre Company performing for 100 people or in Harbour Station uh, to 5,000. The goal is simply for the, the maximum number of people in that room to have a, a good time, to laugh their backsides off and to leave happy. That that That's it. And, um, and I feel like it, this place has that to offer people that you're not being told you need to write differently, you need to present differently, you need to take pictures differently. We can just, we can carve our own trail here. No, we, we can, and if you really look into it, there's so many different things that are emerging out of St. John and surrounding areas, Fredericton, or Mukto, Moncton, yeah. Shidiac, every, everything. Like, one guy that I'm trying to have on right now is, a, he's a St. John native, and he, He's starting up his own uh, skatewear uh, clothing brand, and I feel like as creators, uh, not not even from New Brunswick, as a creator, and you're smaller, and you don't even actually have to be smaller. Help! You should help out someone else because you you're they're gonna want to help you out, and you're helping them out. There's it's a win-win situation in both situations. So that's why I want to bring this other guy on, and. Uh, 
let him talk about what he wants to do with this clothing brand. Because the clothing nice. is interesting. It's called, uh, I'll give it a shout out right now. It's called Broke as Fuck. <laughs> that's the name of the... <laughs> awesome. That, that's, I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the... Uh, of the clothing brand and they do sell some stuff at uh, one of the skate shops uh, uptown so if you haven't uh, go to any of the skate shops uh, ask the cashier for broke as fuck they'll find they got beanies sweaters shirts and i can't wait to have him on because Mm, i feel what he's doing is he it's you can tell when he's posting all of it that he really loves it. It's not a matter of going online, making a custom t-shirt, selling it, right? He's doing it yeah. to get more people out there. And it's actually, like, interesting. It's got an interesting logo. It's got a, this extremely interesting name. And Yeah, uh, and it's funny. I, I've heard of it and I've seen it. And as you say, I mean, I mean, he's already doing great work getting the word out. Yeah. But it's, that's a perfect example of he's he's passionate about it he's also obviously extremely talented he also knows what people want and crucially doesn't have outside influences like you would have in london or milan or somewhere saying oh you need to do you need to go about it this way or that way no he knows what he's doing yeah and uh, and it's up to us as as fellow entrepreneurs and fellow creatives within the region to spread the word about that i i, I totally agree yeah totally well james we've actually uh we've actually gone past 20 minutes we're sitting at we uh, have as, we've broken the rule we we've have broken, broken the rule we have broken the rule <laughs> we're sitting at 25 minutes 43 seconds and counting uh, on my timer <laughs> not including the mic test at the start that no one's going to hear except for me and you and so James, I would like to thank you so very, very, very much for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you, Hayden, and and keep doing this. Like I say, I've spent the last couple of days devouring all of your podcasts. I love what you're doing. I take my hat off to you, and um, I know this won't be the last time that we chat. And uh, also, please, please do uh, pass on uh, my uh, my best wishes to your friend who uh, who I insulted in the front row of Chuckles um, a few years ago. Oh <laughs> yes, I I shall. He'll be watching this episode. I'll make sure that uh, there's something special in here for him. And James, no. At the end of every episode is when I say, that is that.